Welcome back to In the Labyrinth of Death. I'm Finn. And I'm Marina. This week, we're talking about sinkholes. Sinkholes are one of those things that always freaks me out when I think about them. It's one of those bigger-than-human events that are usually mild, but they can be insane and deadly if you're really unlucky. We're going to get into some of the crazy cases in a little bit. And I was actually wondering at the beginning of this if I would actually be that freaked out by it, because it's kind of like, in the abstract, this really scary idea. And I was like, but surely we don't live near anything like that. Like, it's all in Florida and stuff. We don't live in Florida. So I looked at some maps, and it was questionable whether it was in our area. And I won't go into detail because I don't want to give away where we live. But turns out sinkholes are just fucking everywhere. And I actually found a video of, like, a fairly local place for us where a car got swallowed up by the earth in, like, the last three years, which is, I had no idea that even happened. And as always, before we get into it, remember... We're not experts at all of any kind. We just really don't want to die, and we like researching and talking about it. So please listen to the full disclaimer at the end of the episode, and don't sue us. We're just two regular people. All right, now time for the opening story. It was 11 p.m. on February 28, 2013, in Sefner, Florida. There were five people in the house, including 37-year-old Jeff Bush, his brother Jeremy Bush, a two-year-old child, and two other people. Jeremy Bush heard a loud noise and his brother screaming, so he ran to his brother's room to find that the entire room was just fucking gone. The furniture, the floor, and his brother had all fallen into a sudden chasm in the earth. So Jeremy grabs a shovel and starts trying to dig his brother out, but to no avail. So by the time the police arrive, they actually have to drag him out of the hole he's dug. So he's basically in this hole, like, as deep as he is tall, trying to dig his brother out and they have to pull him out, and they inform him that the sinkhole could be widening, and they need to evacuate immediately because they could fall in as well and the whole house could collapse. So they end up calling the Hillsborough County Fire Rescue's Urban Search and Rescue Team, and they actually lower a microphone into the hole to see if they could detect any signs of life, and I don't think they heard anything, and unfortunately, after they lowered it in, the sinkhole collapsed another 30 feet, so a second collapse, And they actually watched, like, the wire of the microphone get sucked down into the earth. The sinkhole would go on to collapse a third time, so three days after the initial collapse, the rescue operation was called off. It had just become incredibly unsafe for the rescue team to even be around the area. This sinkhole was particularly dangerous because the walls were basically fully vertical rather than sloping, so imagine not like a cone going into the earth, but it just went straight, like, straight fucking down. And that means that it could continue to give way dramatically and unpredictably. So they ultimately ended up destroying the house and they filled the sinkhole in with gravel. Jeff Bush's body was never retrieved and no one else in the household was killed luckily. But weirdly, the sinkhole would reopen itself two years later despite having been filled in with gravel. And I guess they filled it in again. So how many people died total due to the sinkhole? Only one. And it was actually super rare that somebody died at all. And it was also super unfortunate because he was asleep in his bed when like a fucking 20-foot sinkhole just opened up right where his bedroom was. And that's 20 feet wide or deep? 20 feet wide. And I'm not sure how deep it ended up being, but with that second collapse, the microphone dropped a full 30 feet and then it collapsed again a third time. So I'm not sure what the ultimate like full depth was of where like where he would have ended up. Why did the sinkhole happen in the first place? Well, it was in Florida and I'm going to get into more like why sinkholes happen but basically the idea is that the actual like rock erodes due to water and other causes and so probably where this house was sitting there was a sinkhole right underneath that room and 
as it became more and more eroded and you got kind of like that bubble underneath the earth, it basically just fucking gave out that night. It just reached a tipping point where it was no longer structurally sound. Do you think he died immediately or did he die slowly? I don't know. I mean, one would hope that you would die quickly. I mean, you're probably going to suffocate if you don't, you know, get like brained. But they actually never retrieved his body. He's basically still buried where he fell. So I don't think we'll ever know. So this begs the question, what exactly is a sinkhole? And I honestly found this a little bit more confusing because sinkholes are actually a lot broader of a subject than I realized. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the definition of a sinkhole is, quote, an area of ground that has no natural external surface drainage. When it rains, the water stays inside the sinkhole and typically drains into the subsurface, end quote. So basically, imagine an indent in the earth where water will pool up before draining down, if that makes any sense. And apparently they can be as small as a few feet across or even span hundreds of acres. And they can be up to 100 feet deep, which is like kind of a nightmare to me. I'm not quite sure what that means. So are we saying that a large puddle is a sinkhole? Like water collects somewhere and doesn't end up in a stream or a river? That's a sinkhole? It could be. Sinkholes can be small. They can be very small. It can even be something like a naturally formed pond. So when you're thinking of a sinkhole, the scale really does vary. So it can be something that's a few feet across. It can be like a standard like neighborhood pond if it was naturally created. It can also be like something huge. You know, like in those movies when they like rappel down into the earth before they go into a cave and it's like this beautiful, like verdant thing they like rappel down into. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, or even like a blue hole, like those are also kinds of sinkholes. So they can be like very small or they can be very, very large. And like I'm going to talk about in just a minute, they can either be created very, very quickly and dramatically, or they can be created very, very slowly over years. But does it need to have standing water or does it need to be like empty, if that makes sense? It can be empty. It's just talking about the way that water would flow. So you can get like a sinkhole that's completely dry. Okay. It doesn't require rainwater. They're just saying the way that were there to be like rainwater the way that it would flow. It's basically they're just saying it's a depression in the earth that's self-contained. Yeah, I was going to say like if there's a football field that is naturally within like a crater or something like most football fields can be, then does that count as a sinkhole? Not if it's a man-made one. And not if it's like something that was created by like a fucking meteor, right? Or like a caldera from a volcano. I think the definition has to be that it was created by like a sinking event and not like a volcano erupting or like a meteor. But I'm not a geologist. That's just my understanding. So if a soccer field pools up with water and it's not like a quote-unquote man-made thing, that counts as a sinkhole? It would, but chances are if it's a soccer field, it's had grading done to it. So okay. it's, it's not going to be like a natural situation. Now, if you have a soccer field that suddenly gets a depression in it, that depression would definitely be a sinkhole. Or, sorry, not necessarily. It could be a sinkhole. I'll talk about that later. So you could have sinkholes that never actually have like a sinking event, like the first story that you talked about. That was a dramatic sinking event. Mm-hmm. Any amount of depression in the earth could be a sinkhole, but not necessarily. There's a separate category I'm going to talk about when you don't know what is causing a depression in the earth. Okay. So any, let's say, pond or lake that happens to dry up, 
does that automatically count as a sinkhole because that's where water pools up? If it is naturally forming, then yes. That's my understanding of this U.S. Geological Survey definition. Like I was saying, just because there's a depression in the Earth, that doesn't mean that it's caused by a sinkhole. It could be due to any number of other causes, including decaying organic matter. So picture like a body that's been buried in the Earth and it kind of gets like hollowed out. That's not a sinkhole. It can also be the collapse of a septic system or anything else like that. Until the cause is officially determined, all possible sinkholes are actually called subsidence incidents. Now, subsidence incidents happen, that's really hard to say, sorry. Subsidence incidents happen all over the place, especially in places like Florida, apparently, because everyone's hyper aware of the sinkholes. But nobody really cares that it's happened unless it's close to human civilization. So like a road that's collapsed or someone's house that's disappeared into a hole. People care about that. But we get weird depressions in the earth basically all over the place. If you've never watched videos of sinkholes happening, you should definitely check it out. There's a ton on YouTube and they honestly never look real. It looks like something out of Hollywood. So I saw a bunch happening like on roads and stuff. And on pavement, if you're looking at it kind of level, you can sometimes kind of see like a depression in the surface. So imagine like the road's just going along like level. And then it just kind of like starts bowing a little bit, like a little like arc beneath the surface. And then as that depression goes deeper and deeper, you start seeing cars kind of like driving around it because they start seeing it. So pay attention to where you're driving or you might drive into one. But then once it kind of goes deep enough, the asphalt actually cracks. And after the crack happens, that's when you get this like cataclysmic hole that appears in the road. It's crazy to see it happen, especially like the really big ones. I'll talk about a really big one later where it just looks like Someone took like a fucking like biscuit cutter, like a round biscuit cutter, and they just made a big fucking hole in the earth because the walls are normally like vertical when you see these like really big catastrophic ones. Are they sudden or do they take place over minutes or even hours sometimes? So sinkholes in general can take years to form, but these like cataclysmic ones where you have like a fucking gaping hole in the earth all of a sudden, from what I could tell, it's like less than minutes in some of these cases where it's like, I was watching maybe like a 15 second clip of cars driving and like they start swerving around, swerving around. You can see it like buckling more and more and more before it just gives out. That happens pretty fucking fast. So when it's like one of these like really catastrophic collapses, it's not going to be minutes, especially if there's cars driving over it, right? Like if someone didn't see that depression, they would have like fucking fallen in immediately. So how do sinkholes actually happen? Well, it really depends on basically the kind of rock that's present in the area. There are certain kinds of rocks that dissolve in water over time. One type is evaporate rocks, which includes stuff like salt and gypsum. Another is carbonate rocks, which includes stuff like limestone, so basically like anything soft that you can imagine. Over time, both of these type of rocks are dissolved by water, which can lead to the creation of empty caverns beneath the surface of the soil. So you could be walking over a full-on like hollow in the earth and you wouldn't know it necessarily. And it just depends. There's actually a bunch of different types of these, and it depends on the amount of soil that's on top, if clay's involved. So we're not going to get into all of that because it gets pretty complicated. There's a whole bunch of different types. But the really cataclysmic ones that we're talking about are just picture like a bubble in the earth that kind of keeps growing as it erodes more and more and more. And you may not necessarily see a lot of changes on the surface until it buckles in and falls in on itself. When you were talking about walking over like a full-on hollow over the earth and not ever knowing it, is it possible that a lot of these sinkholes are literally over caves filled with water? Because 
when we're talking about cave diving videos that we used to watch, there was like these huge expansive caverns that are filled with water. Are those considered components of a sinkhole or are they completely separate? So let's say that something collapses into an underwater cave. Does that mean that it was a sinkhole the whole time? Yes. And that's actually what you're talking about is a specific kind of sinkhole where it's like you're imagining like that beautiful thing you descend into and it's got the underwater river and all that stuff. And it's like very lush. Those are actually called, and I think they're pronounced cenotes, if I've got it right. Um, It's like C-E-N-O-T-E-S. There's a lot of them in Mexico. It's like a big thing that tourists would go into. They also used to be like very like revered in terms of like, for a lot of places, the only source of fresh water, these places you have to descend into. Those are specifically sinkholes. And you can have stuff like rivers underneath of them. And that's like a very specific kind of sinkhole itself. So if you're around these kinds of like dissolvable rocks, you're probably considered to be on karst terrain, which is the term for terrain in which these kinds of sinkholes can occur. Like I said earlier, sinkholes can happen gradually, like over years even, but they can also happen suddenly if there's a collapse of a hollowed out chamber under the earth. They can also form a few different ways, the details of which we won't get into here, but the sinkhole is either going to appear gradually or it's going to look mostly normal until there's a catastrophic collapse in that hollow chamber below the surface. Now, in the event of a collapse, like we're talking about these big dramatic collapses, that sinkhole will continue to expand either down or widthwise for hours or even days, and it could last even longer in its expansion if it continues to rain. The actual collapse of a sinkhole can be triggered by any number of things. It could just reach that point of no return where it collapses in on itself, or it could be an especially rainy day, or a drought could cause it, or basically anything that dramatically alters the amount of water that's available beneath the earth. I want to dig into this a little bit. Is it possible to cause a sinkhole to happen, a cataclysmic one, if you happen to know exactly where one was and you had some machinery, let's say like a jackhammer or something, could you like fuck up the ground beneath you so hard that it causes a sinkhole to happen or is it not possible? I mean, if it's thin enough, sure, because they'll collapse in on themselves, right? So if you get in there a couple days before and you use a jackhammer on it, then yeah. You can also, there's a lot of other, I'm actually about to talk about one, but there are other cases in which humans have caused sinkholes to happen. And some of them are like, well, we pumped all the groundwater out so that we could use it for agriculture. Like you can do all kinds of destabilizing things either to the earth or to the water specifically that can cause a sinkhole to collapse. Well, I mean, could somebody, let's say you live in Florida, right? And you're walking somewhere that may or may not be filled with a bunch of sinkholes. Could you just walking cause a sinkhole to happen and just like fall into the world? Or is that not possible? No, that that could happen. I mean, a car sitting on a sinkhole might be enough, even a parked car might be enough weight and be there at the right time that it triggers that like tipping point and it plummets into the earth. So yeah, if there is a sinkhole where it's like a very, very thin ceiling on it and then you step on it, it's possible that you're like the straw that broke the camel's back and then you could plummet into the earth. It just really depends on current stability of the sinkhole. And the really big changes are not going to be necessary. It will be weight on top, but it's also going to be changes in the water that's going to make it unstable. In terms of scale, I read on some, like, I think it was the Florida State website, basically saying that regular family, like, wells will not have enough of an impact to make a sinkhole collapse. 
It really has to be, if you're going to cause by like fucking with the water somehow, it needs to be on a much larger scale than that. So you don't really need to worry about like your family's personal well. It would be something on more of like a larger agricultural kind of thing. But I want to use Florida as an example here. If you're walking around some random fucking place in Florida, you're not likely to step into a sinkhole and get swallowed up. Not likely, but it is not impossible. Basically, all of Florida and, and several other states in the U.S., including like Alabama, Pennsylvania, there's a few, there's a bunch of other states, but particularly Florida, just because of what it's built on, that no place is necessarily safe from sinkholes. But those sinkholes, the actual magnitude, I'm talking about like the depth and width, let's say, it might not be that bad, right? Or is it actually like bad? It might not be that bad, or it could be. You could be like the, the guy in our opening story. You could be sleeping in your fucking bed, no idea anything's wrong, and suddenly you're fucking like tens of feet below the earth. Suddenly. Well, it's not like you're falling into nothingness, right? There's got to be like stuff to slow down your impact along the way. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's a, like a straight fucking No, it free is. Fall. It is like a free fall, basically, until you hit the bottom of it. It's like a fucking bubble in the earth. Okay, so imagine like, imagine you're looking at the top of the earth and then beneath there you've got a bubble that's been worn away however quickly or slowly by water, erosion, all that bullshit. So when the top cracks, you just fall until you hit the bottom and the rest of the walls like cave in on top of you. Does that make sense? Dying from a sinkhole is very rare, but it does happen. That being said, sinkholes are not insane everywhere. They're not like huge sinkholes everywhere. So the chance of you falling in and surviving, I don't know if there's any real stats on that because it just happens so infrequently. So you probably don't need to be worried about this on like a day-to-day. -day. It depends on where you live. If you live in a place where there's a lot of sinkholes, I would be worried about it. And there's a few things you can check. Well, not worried about it in a way that you would die though. Probably not. If I was personally in an area close to where that large sinkhole collapsed twice, that's the thing, like where there's one sinkhole, there's more likely to be other sinkholes, if that makes any sense. Like, I'll talk about it more, but there's like some insurance companies, especially in Florida, where you're like required to be covered for this kind of thing because it's so common that they can look at the area that you're in, other geological inputs, and determine the relative risk for where you are. And there's certain areas that are called like, you know how we have like Tornado Alley? There's certain areas in Florida called like Sinkhole Alley. And so the relative risk is much higher there. And I would personally be nervous not having that land checked out. And I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but it's not a trivial thing to evaluate whether there's a sinkhole on a given plot of land or not. I'm glad you brought that up. So you know how there's like metal detectors that you can look for fucking treasure in the ground, right? Is there a way to map out like where there's like hollows in the world or... Is there not a way to do that to get sinkholes? Not easily. So you basically have to do like a true geological survey, which is going to take time and effort and money, right? So that's one thing you can do. You can also do something called like trial drilling, where they like drill into the earth. And I don't fully understand what they're doing with that. But you basically have to go one of those two routes. And it's going to involve a lot of, maybe a lot of expense. I'm not sure how much it costs, but I'm sure it has to, right? Because you have basically experts coming in doing studies on your land. And I don't think that it's the kind of thing that most people are thinking about doing or are able to do when they're buying houses in these areas. So the weird sinkhole case I was talking about happened in Guatemala City in 2010 during Hurricane Agatha. 
basically during the hurricane, an entire three-story building plummeted 300 feet into a sinkhole, I'm assuming taking everybody inside with it. And this wasn't actually considered a true, like, quote-unquote sinkhole event, though. It was actually called a piping feature. And that's because Guatemala City doesn't have limestone or any of those other rocks in it. It's actually built over loose pumice due to past volcanic activity. But because the pumice is loose, it gets easily eroded, even by something as innocuous as a burst sewer pipe, which is what they think caused this. So during the crazy reign of uh, Hurricane Agatha, this huge cavern formed underneath the three-story building and it just fucking gave out. Basically, the idea is that those sewer pipes were probably leaking over time, forming this cavern, then they became overwhelmed with the rain, and then it just fucking collapsed. How many people died in that building collapse? Honestly, I could not find an answer. I dug, I seriously dug this for like maybe 20, 30 minutes. I couldn't find it. Maybe my research skills are just lacking today. But interestingly, basically in the same neighborhood, like I think it was three years before, because this happened in 2010, three years before in 2007, there was another massive sinkhole in the exact same area and another fucking building collapsed. And that time, three people died. So I think it really depended on the time of day. But this whole area, they think that's partially why that it was the sewage pipe issue between both of them, because it was in the same area and they had the same infrastructure and it was the same kind of fucking massive out of nowhere collapse. Yeah, it was only a three story building. So I'm guessing no more than like a dozen people if died in this. If and that even depends if they were in there, if they were aware that maybe like because the hurricane, it wasn't safe to be there and they evacuated like there's all all kinds of reasons why that building may not have been as occupied as it could have been. So in terms of where sinkholes actually happen, from what I could tell, there are a lot in the U.S. relatively, and partially that's because 40 percent is covered in those evaporate rocks and 40 percent in those carbonate rocks. But those two types overlap quite a bit if you look at the map, so it's not a full 80% that's vulnerable, but it is a lot. And like we've talked about a few times, you frequently hear about sinkholes in Florida, basically because the entire state is karst terrain. But there are, of course, sinkholes in the rest of the world as well. And that's partially because sinkholes can happen in a large variety of rocks, so they can happen in all kinds of different places. One thing I found that was kind of crazy is areas surrounding the Dead Sea are very vulnerable to sinkholes. And that's because most of the area is built on rock salt, which obviously is easily dissolved in water. So if you look at a map of karst terrain, it's scattered pretty much all over the world, like on all continents. And I think just judging by the map in a completely non-scientific way, it looked like South America has the least, but it still has some vulnerable areas. So if you don't know what kind of terrain you live on, you should really check it out to see if sinkholes are something that could potentially be something that could impact you. You've been mentioning the whole time that rock salt and that kind of dissolvable rock structure is particularly susceptible to these sinkholes from happening. Does it imply that estuaries and places around the coastline, especially near like oceanic coastlines, are they in danger of sinkholes too? Like let's say you live on the Australian coast, right? Because it's close to literal ocean salt water. Does it make you more likely to be exposed to sinkholes there or does that not correlate? I don't think it correlates. I'm remembering back to that map and there were some parts of Australia around the coast that had some of the karst terrain, but it wasn't like the whole coast. Like you can't like just look at a country and say, oh, well, it's on the coast, so it's going to have karst. In some areas, like it's by the mountains, like it really just depends on the kind of rock that's there. So just because it's like 
salt water or sand and stuff like that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the rock underneath is actually at risk for sinkholes. So unfortunately, you're probably not going to have a lot of warning that one's about to happen unless, you know, you start seeing shit buckling and stuff like that, unless you're paying insane attention to your surroundings, which I am about to talk about right now. So how do you know if you're at risk if there's no obvious clues? Now remember, technically anybody living in a karst region is at risk for sinkholes, however unlikely they may be. So according to the Florida Department of Geological Surveys, that doesn't sound legit, but that's what I wrote down, there is no easy way to predict where a sinkhole is going to form. And like I said earlier, if you really want to know, you have to do like a legit geological survey or some professional test drilling. But if you're in an at-risk area, your insurance companies are going to use that model to know approximately what your risk is going to be so they know how much they want you to pay. So what can you, like the end consumer, actually do? Basically, all you can really do is, one, know if you're in karst terrain just by looking at a fucking map. Two, keep an eye on things that should be level and that aren't anymore. And let me explain that a little bit. So have you start noticing that your doors are no longer closing properly because they're not aligned? Or if your foundation starts looking funky, or if you have a fence that starts leaning, or a tree that starts to tilt, those should be alarm bells in your head, especially if you're in like the Florida area, that something might not be right. And then lastly, three, if you start noticing weird patches of dead plants in your yard, I mean, this is not at all related to sinkholes really, but if anyone has read the Algernon Blackwood, the transfer where there's just like a dead part of the yard, you should really consider getting that checked out because in a sinkhole, the water might be draining straight into the fucking cavern beneath the surface really, really quickly. And so the plants on top may not be getting enough water fast enough. But that being said, is there anything you can actually do if you find yourself falling into a sinkhole? To be honest, I've seen some probably completely useless advice out there about like balling yourself up and falling backwards into it if you find yourself falling, but that to me is completely asinine because who the fuck is going to be able to do that? Like you're walking and all of a sudden the earth has opened up a chasm. You can't stop yourself with the forward motion and you start falling in. There is no way your brain is going to be able to process that to fall in a productive way. You're just going to fucking fall in whichever way you fall in. So let's ignore that advice because I don't think that that's practical at all. But let's say that you have fallen in. Well, at this point, there is some semi-legit advice. So for one, obviously look out for other falling debris on top of you. Once that's stopped, if you're only a few feet down, because remember sinkholes can be only a few feet deep, if you can reasonably and safely climb out, then just climb out of it and move away. But if you're too deep to climb out, they say it's wise not to even try it because the walls, again, aren't going to be stable for a long time and you could actually collapse the sinkhole even further. So instead, just stay put in the middle of it. If you have your cell phone, use that to call for help. If you have lost your cell phone or you don't have it, I couldn't find advice on this, but I would personally start shouting for help and hope that there's somebody in earshot. Now, if you're unlucky enough to fall into a sinkhole alone without a cell phone in the middle of nowhere, the best I advice I have is to wait as long as you can before you try to climb out. Because you want to get the walls long enough to solidify so they don't cave in on you, but not so long that you become dehydrated and you're unable to actually climb out and you just fucking die in there. I suppose that's actually some useful advice because if it were me and I had fallen into some kind of like 10, 20 foot deep sinkhole, my first instinct is to, if I wasn't injured, 
I would try to climb out as soon as I could. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people would because you're panicking, right? You're walking. Suddenly you've fallen a great distance. And then you're like, just get me the fuck out of here. I want to be back on solid ground. But I would just try to keep yourself calm. Staying still in the middle of it isn't going to make it collapse any more than it already has, right? But moving might. So, you know, just like in most of these things we talk about, just fucking stay calm. Let your brain like start logically thinking through stuff and just remember the walls are probably not stable yet. You're not going to die of dehydration in a matter of like a few hours, probably, unless you're in like the desert. So, you know, if you're not going to die immediately, just give it a chance to settle down before you try to get out if there's no one there who can help you. Well, how do you know that the walls are ever going to stabilize? Because I feel like it's one of those situations where even if you don't touch it for a while, it's not going to get more stable over time. It actually will. The problem is, it will continue expanding. The sinkhole will continue expanding until it hits whatever its end of the tipping point is, if that makes any sense. So imagine you have like a bowl in the earth now, right? Eventually, it's going to hit enough that it's no longer unstable and it will stop like expanding out. And at that point, the walls are stable enough for you to get out, hopefully. But if you're in that stage where it's continuing to fall in just slower than that catastrophic collapse, that's when you're not going to be able to really climb out and you could trigger that second catastrophic collapse rather than just letting it gradually get there. We always talk about media at the ends of these things and I did find a few sinkhole movies, but I was pretty bummed that they mostly look like bad B movies. The most recent is a Korean movie from 2021 called Sinkhole, which honestly doesn't look great at some kind of like disaster comedy, but didn't get very good reviews. There's also several schlocky sinkhole disaster movies that I'm not above watching, but I also haven't seen any of them. There's also a TV show called La Brea, which gets terrible reviews, but apparently involves some weird other world that people fall into in the sinkhole, which is kind of cool. I don't know, the Rotten Tomatoes description was really confusing, so I may be way off on that one, but somehow the show got a second season. But if you know a good sinkhole movie, or even one that's so bad it's good, let us know because I love a good disaster movie and I have not seen a good sinkhole one. All right, and that's all we have for sinkholes. Don't forget that we have a website, inthelabyrinthofdeath.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at inthelabyrinthofdeath. So follow us, leave us a review wherever you listen. If you get a chance, we'd really appreciate it. Tune in next week for yet another episode of In the Labyrinth of Death. In the meantime, send us your near misses with death to inthelabyrinthofdeath at gmail.com. We'll see y'all next week. This podcast is researched and presented by enthusiasts, not experts, and is for entertainment purposes only. None of the content you have heard is meant to be taken as legal, medical, financial, survival, or any other kind of advice. Please consult with actual professionals. <laughs>